It's no secret that most relationships fail. And on this week's episode of the Infusion Breakdown Show, the Breakdown crew is joined by Jada and Jasmine Carrillo of the Everyday Life with Jada and Jazz vlog to discuss why is it that most relationships fail? Let's see what we've come up with. So today's question is going to be, why do relationships fail? Today's guests include Jada and Jasmine Carrillo from the Everyday Life with Jada and Jazz vlog on YouTube. Be sure to check them out. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jazz. Um, from Everyday Life with Jada and Jeff. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, that's a great question, y'all. I love this question. Um, why do we feel like relationships fail and do not last? Um, for me, I would have to say, I think the biggest thing why relationships don't last um, is communication. Communication is, is probably one of the biggest things in relationships, not only just communication, but also understanding one another um but again that goes with communication so many things can go wrong so many things can be misinterpreted um so many things just go unknown like from simple communication not communicating or um assuming it's it's i don't know it's, it's a broad communication is a broad topic yes i know so when i say communication like um it can be as simple as, I thought you were, I, we had dinner plans tonight and I thought you were supposed to be here at 6.30. And it's as simple as, well, I had to stay overtime at work and do this and this and this, but now it's a problem um, because th that wasn't communicated, but that's something small. That's like just one small thing that wasn't communicated. Um, I don't know. I, that's just I, I feel like communication for me is just the biggest thing as to why relationships fail um i also think that relationships fail I'm a, I'm a firm believer that people do outgrow each other and it is continuously growth never ends if we stop growing that means we're not progressing so people outgrow each other in different phases of our life we reach different points different perspectives different views different everything changes as you grow in life and you know, some people aren't meant to grow together forever. Sometimes it, we have to separate in order for us to grow. Um, so that's also one thing. And that's not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. I used to think that at one point it was a bad thing, but I've learned that it, it, it's a part of life. Everyone is not meant to be in each other's life forever. Yeah. So. Which one of those two did you learn harder? The communication or the outgrowing? Uh, communication. And I say communication because it takes a long time. I feel like it takes a long time for couples to really learn each other's communication. Like a very long time to learn each other's communication. Like you can be together for two years, three years, think you have it down pat, but different situations bring different things. You know, um, women, we react a lot of times off of emotion. And, um, we might not express it verbally. You know what I mean? Like our communication styles are different, whether it's verbally or physically. Um, we just express ourselves different. And it's not something always that we just come out and say. So I know we are hard creatures. I'm not gonna say hard creatures, but we are definitely um, a different type of breed. Yes, for sure. And you know, it might be the same for males because males, you know, often they get, um, 
you know, oppressed for not being able to express their emotions or express how they feel or feel like you can't. So, like I said, communication for me took the longest. I mean, I felt like I learned harder, for sure. I felt like I gave up on times where maybe I wasn't really tired of giving up and it was just a communication thing. Like I didn't understand something, but you know, at the time when I'm mad, when we're mad in situations, it can turn out to be a lot worse than what it is. Yeah, I would say, I guess on top of all of that, um, understanding is a really big one for me. I would say that because I feel like, I guess you can always, I guess it's hard to really put yourself in the other person's perspective. Sometimes we're always so used to what we're used to or you know not really open to other things and you can't really see it from their side but I think understanding and having those open conversations that might be uncomfortable or um, that you might not want to get into because you have to kind of be okay with taking what they said interpreting it making the change or making it work or fixing whatever it was that became an issue and then doing it and making it last so <clears throat> excuse me so I feel like that's understanding is a big one because if you can't really take in what they're saying if you can't really put it into play then you can't really you know you can't really say that that's a resolved issue you can't really say the communication went anywhere or you can't say it was effective or you know any of those lines so I would say for me understanding and being okay with with having those conversations that you might not want to get into or with with being aware of how to be honest in a, in a way where it makes sense to your, to your partner or, cause it's, it's like you have to know how they're gonna react potentially to predict, you know, what you could prevent from being a whole blowout or you should, you know, you should know your partner's language and everything so that you're communicating it in a way where they're gonna understand it hopefully. Um, so yeah, so I would say understanding for me is a big, big one, like big one, on top of like in the mix of everything she was saying also. <laughs> Your answer understanding is pretty interesting. So I see that that like totally relies on the communication. So if there's any kind of inc uh, like difference in the communication, whether it's being incongruent, like if they're saying one thing, but acting another, so how do you sort through that? Cause we've all been around people who like, they'll say, oh, I'm not mad, but they're sitting on the couch looking stupid that's like this. Me. Yeah, that's me. I'm one of those. <laughs> um, I'll say I'm fine or I'm not bad, but I really am bothered. I'm not even gonna say it's like even being mad stupid, but like I'm bothered about something. I really don't have a way to work through it. Like with my partner. Like I, I think I like to work through it by myself. I want to, isolate myself unfortunately i would like to sit back and think about it by myself think about what you know what my partner said and try try to process it a little better in my head because normally when it plays out for me it always comes out worse the first time and i do i'm a good one for apologizing because i really don't think about what i say it just i say it unfortunately that's a bad thing and it's also a good thing um, but it is what it is. So like I said, I isolate myself from the situation, like go to my room, listen to some music maybe, or I'll clean up, um, anything to just kind of calm me down from the situation first so I can sit down and think about actually what happened while I'm not in the same state I was in when it happened. Like now I'm a lot calmer, maybe 
you know, I'm a little happier because I played with my daughter or we just did something and now I can go back and really see what, what went wrong in the situation. What I did, mostly what I did wrong on my part. Because, I mean, but that's me. I don't like read a book. I don't go work out. It, it's real hard right now for me. My daughter's about to be one. Um, it's, it's different for me. So the thing that I have to do to be able to work through something like that is you know, just just time to myself or with my child. Yeah, we're kind of total opposite ends, I would say, of the spectrum when it comes to how we handle that. Um, for me, I find it very difficult to to get to the point where you're you're like, okay, this isn't. We're not about to come to a conclusion. So we need to obviously reverse, go back maybe reprocess of what happened. So I sometimes it takes me a second to get to that point. So maybe all this XYZ has already happened before I can even be like, okay, let's step back. So I I think if anything, I've learned how to maybe get to that point a lot quicker or how to analyze it before you maybe even have to get there. So I'm a big person of going into it, doing what you have to do. And then if you don't understand it, step back. I might need to even sleep on it you know, it might even take me a day to really go over this. Cause sleeping on it for me is like nighttime is like my thinking, my process and everything. So I would say nighttime sleeping on it is my most Yeah, you can All right, y'all. I'm so sorry, but I have to go get my little sweet Zoe. Thank y'all for having me. I hope I can come back next time. Absolutely. I will definitely be listening to the rest of this, so. <laughs> All right, nice to meet you, Jess. And then also what you were saying, like you're a fan of the notebook approach that Nikita brought up last time. Yes. Had you actually implemented that? I don't. I know we talked about it on there, but is it something you had done before or after uh -huh. we had the discussion? I, I don't think I've done it in the traditional like paper and pencil way. I probably have done it in the phone. You know, yeah. have I done it since that podcast? I don't think so. No. No, I don't. Have, I don't think so. I don't think I've done it since that podcast because I was like early this year. Yeah, no. I haven't had to. <laughs> I haven't had to. So, how about y'all? What do y'all do? Did you about the, about the notebook or the, the response to the question? Yes, in general, like when you get, I, well, I guess first, the first question, and then when you get to the point where it's not understanding or where it's not effective, or how do y'all deal with it? Where do you go with, with what makes it work? Okay, well, what I had basically what, as far as like why relationships fail, I had an acronym and it's called SELF. So relationships fail because of SELF. S means settle. And I say settling uh, help relationships fail because a lot of times people get into relationships only liking one aspect of that person, whether it's their looks or how good they are at sex or, uh, and people even get into relationships because they even had like a child with a person and they feel that that's how that child should be raised even if they don't want to necessarily be with that person. And a lot of times when a person gets to a relationship with someone only liking one aspect of that, one aspect of that person, it usually results in them settling. And as time uh, goes on, you, you're going to end up becoming less motivated in that relationship because that one aspect that you like or just accept will only hold up for so long and it will, it will fail. Um, and I would say settling is mainly a guy thing. And not to say that women don't settle because that can happen after a relationship has started. And women might have to deal with uh, weaker men, but I still, but I still feel they choose those guys thinking they aren't settling. 
but I believe women are more uh, conscious in relationships when it comes to leaving if it's not what they wanted. And I don't mean settling as in men having to deal with weaker women most of the time either. I mean men settling for women who aren't necessarily for them. And like I said before, a lot of men can uh, be swayed by looks or, or a child uh, or sex and uh, end up staying and settling uh, even if they aren't fully content with that uh, person. Uh, like I was the guy who would settle for a woman uh, early on because of looks and because I got that attention and a relationship would fail be uh, because that only lasts for so long. And um, Brian, uh, Shigur girl from ODU, freshman year, mm -hmm. that, that, that was one of them. Uh, yeah, that, that was definitely one of them. I, I, got that, I got that attention and I just, I was like, oh shit, I, I, I like that, I need it. And I just, I didn't even like her. I, I, after thinking about it, like, <laughs> I, don't even, I didn't even fucking like her. I just, I just liked the attention. So uh, that's, that's part of it. So that's why I say selling it is a part of the relationships. It's part of the reason relationships fail. Uh, but then on the flip side of selling, I, or flip side of settling, I do believe on rare cases, there's people who give up too easy in relationships. And I know me saying that will contradict what I agree with in the past on this podcast in terms of learning to move on. Uh, but what I meant in regards to moving on is when that relationship no longer calls for it. Like when a one person wants to leave and the other person is uh, begging them to stay or someone is toxic. In that case, you don't need to prove yourself to anyone like Desmond said. Uh, I'm, and I'm mainly referring to the few that do connect that that do connect and got their shit together, but don't stay together due to either external factors or because that person isn't exactly who they want their ideal partner to be. Uh, and I think what some people have to realize is that finding the ideal person you want is like hitting the lottery. And a lot of people have to have expectations on how that person should be, but if they check off everything, they're essentially matching every number and winning the jackpot. And I, so, I say that, so I say that to say, that shit is rare. So if a person ends up uh, five out of seven or six out of seven, don't be so quick to uh, don't be so quick to diss it, uh, because you can, because yes, you can do better, but what are the odds of that? Just think of that too. So, but that's but I, I would say that's really more in rare cases. Uh, but I mentioned expectations, uh, and that's actually what the E is for um, in self, and that's for expectations. And I know we talked about expectations before a lot, but that's really another thing that leads to relationship failures, and a lot. And I feel a lot more women do this than men, but some men do this also. I mean, I know I suffer from everything on this list, including expectations. And in my case, I would settle for a relationship because of their looks, even though I didn't even like their personality like at all. And I had expectations that the, I had expectations that their personality would either change or I would just get used to it. And I believe a lot of people uh, come into relationships with ex expectations and when it doesn't turn out how they expect it, their relationship takes a turn for the worse. And I believe a lot of women do this with men because they usually expect the men to cater to them or provide them, provide for them in relationships. And when it doesn't happen, the relationship becomes compromised. Uh, but it's hard not to come into a relationship with expectations. And I think we bring some of it ourselves. And I think, and then I think the honeymoon phase helps that with that also, because in the honeymoon phase, we're basically laying down the framework for expectations with our actions. Because you're usually doing more, doing more right when the relationship started, and when that fades, as the relationship goes uh, goes along, people get upset because they expect that to continue. So that's why it's just uh, best to be yourself from the start and don't promise anything. I, I really feel because that's just another prequel to expectations promising. Uh, so that's why I feel expectations lead to relationship failures. Uh, so that's the E, settle, and then people have expectations. Then the L is lack of communication. So. But that's really self-explanatory, and I think Jasmine really, uh, Jasmine and Jada really went through that really well, like communication. Uh, and I think, but 
okay, I did this one, but it's not. I, I didn't do this as much as the other ones, I'll say. I, usually it's me, the one that I got ghosted because someone couldn't communicate to me that they wanted to end the relationship or something like that. So um, so that's L, lack of communication. And then F is, uh, I think people have a false sense of love uh, because I, I feel a lot of people mistake love for sacrificing who they are. And I know for me, I thought love was loving somebody more than I love myself or wanting something more for someone than I wanted for myself or what when it's something for some for, for someone that I want for themselves uh for them then they want themselves and uh usually if that other person doesn't feel that way problems can arise because you'll feel uh things aren't being reciprocated so love shouldn't be limiting yourself to boost anyone up love is about accepting people for who they are uh and not trying to change them because if you're trying to change someone you're essentially trying to mold them into who you want them to be and that's not love that's selfishness disguises love even if you want them to, even if you want the best for them, because people have to learn things on their own because everyone is on their own path and who you want them to be might just not be them. And you can't control what someone wants at that time. Uh, so that's why, so that's why it's best to find someone who's on your wavelength rather than uh, someone with the potential to be. Uh, but there are instances where two people might have some, uh, the same idea of how love should be. And even though it's probably unorthodox or unethical in some case, uh, in some cases, it, it lasts because both people feel that same way. Even in, even in some cases where people, when uh, uh, where the couple feels the woman should cater to the man, uh, no matter what, and the man, no matter what the man says goes, and mm -hmm. that's because both people in a relationship thinks that's how love should be, so it lasts. Even in uh, cases where abuse in relationships, women are often manipulated to think that's the right way. So they often uh, so they often forgive the abuser because they've been conditioned to think that's how love is. Uh, so that's why really the F stands for false uh, sense of love. Um, and that's my acronym. So that's why relationships uh, fail. That was a good one. That was pretty dope. I didn't expect you to come in with an acronym. Yeah, that was good. Pretty clever. <laughs> what was the L? Um, lack of communication. L? Yeah, lack of communication. With the expectations part, I really feel like that's particularly hard with this this topic because for one, if you're imposing on somebody else, we've discussed this before, even like last week, and you're giving somebody else expectations, we, we all are pretty much saying you're setting yourself for failure there. But when somebody is putting you, uh, I guess putting their, their representative up, up to bat and giving you that false sense of uh, this is what you're going to get, I think, like, you, how do you, you can't really prepare for that because you should be able to have expectations. Like, show me what I'm, well, I'm going to tell you what I want. Show me what I'm going to get. And if, we, if it's not able to be reconciled there, then it's a, then it's, then we can't do it. But that implies that you have to be like what I was saying to Jaden and Jazz's comment earlier about communication. You have to, you have to pretty much give them the, give them the grace that they're being, uh, genuine excuse me because if they aren't then it just like messes up everything just from my perspective of the question i think what i what my um belief of why most relationships fail is like an umbrella for everything that you guys have already said um i was gonna say maturity and i think when people hear maturity they always the first thing you think of is like coming of age so like someone turns 18 you kind of give them that adulthood um that adulthood patch someone turns 21 you believe they're mature enough to be able to drink and make con conscious decisions based on their actions someone turns 25 you think they're they have the um they're now established enough to where they're able to you know 
have rental properties or their credit, you know, credit score decreases or anything like that. So, but when I think of maturity, I think of experience and the things that come with it. Um, a lot, what a lot of people I think tend to overlook when it comes to maturity is that you learn to communicate, you learn to comprehend, you learn everything that goes into self through experience. You know, you kind of, you're not given, you know, this booklet of, you know, how to succeed with love. Even if you're given that booklet, there's a 99% chance that you're going to fuck something up. And that 1% is the one time that you read something that's very minuscule where it comes to be when it's something like compromising the one or two times you should actually compromise and you'll get that right. Uh, reason, reason why I say that is because when you go through stuff, your first instinctive response is like to protect yourself. So when it comes to the arguments, you're going to argue for yourself. You're not arguing for the relationship. Like nobody comes, you know, into this earth thinking me and so-and-so it's always just me. So when you go into those arguments, you're going to the arguments, arguing for what you perceive to be correct. And that person is doing the same thing, arguing what they perceive to be correct. And then when it comes to comprehension, you go, you both have grown up into in two separate households, how you perceive love and how they perceive love are two different things. So you can't necessarily expect somebody to be able to comprehend your version of love in comparison to what their version of love is. It's the same thing when it comes to just IQ level. Like you're, you're, you're going to have to more times than not explain how you perceive something, you know, more than once than, you know, being able to hit it right on the right on the head the first time you're saying it. Um, me in particular, I, I don't think that I've, you know, settled. I've done a really good job with assessing my expectations. I, I learned that first on, like within my first, like, you know, couple months of dating that people, people are going to disappoint you and they're only liable to disappoint you based off of those expectations. Like you oftentimes place expectations of self on another person and nobody's ever going to try and live up to that version that you have of yourself. Like they're, they're going to live up to the version that, that they have of themselves. Um, lack of communication. I mean, for men in particular, I know it's hard to like decipher communication or decipher uh, emotion and logic. Like it's either one or the other. It's hard to do both. Like for me, it would be that point where I'd have that rage and instead of communicating, I would just shut down. Or there'd be times where I like, I'd be really, really open to communicating, but it'd be almost to the point to where like, I'm a lawyer coming to a bench trial trying to, you know, break somebody down because I'm just so on point, like, well, no, this doesn't make sense or this doesn't make sense. Or you said this last week, why is it an issue now? Or, you know, just just being very more problematic than, you know, um, I guess supportive of the, of the, you know, unity that you guys have. And then also addressing just the last, um, the last aspect of self, which is the false sense of love, like, I think I have experience. I think I would just look at that as like lust, but I don't think any like relationship of mine has like, you know, transpired from a false sense of love. You know, I think, I don't know what, if it's for, if men deal with this more than women, cause I know oftentimes men will like get into the relationship for the next phase of benefits. Um, 
but I know for me, like, if I've always sensed that I wasn't feeling somebody from like the first initial connection, then chances are that's not that's not love. Like, you know, it's it's not it's not going to be if it's not genuine from the jump. I feel like it's not going to be genuine, you know, two months later. Like, yeah, you guys can create a connection, you know, two months down the line, but like that first initial impression is kind of gives you the the tell-all sign with how your energy and your spirit is going to bond with somebody else like it's very all you can you can definitely put on a front you know in front of all your friends or your parents or even even your love even your other loved ones whether it be your children or whatever but when it comes to like true genuine love like you, you definitely can't put a, a you know front on that like it's not it's not possible but what was your question, Jada? I want to, because I know you you asked a question right before Josh went, and you wanted to answer to that. Um. Yeah. So I guess I said when you, so when you come to those points where, well, I guess not not for the like false sense of loved ones, but I guess for like when you get to those lines of communications or when you get to those times, how do you, how do you find yourself dealing with it? Do you? do you now handle it you think you'd handle it better or do you feel like you still have to do certain things no matter what to get over those types of hardships um i don't think i really like for me i I think i'm a really good communicator now just because i have like very very firm and strong boundaries like if something doesn't if something like gets under my skin i say it now whereas if something got under my skin before i could I would do a really good job of uh, laughing it off, like, you know, not laughing it off in like the literal sense, but, you know, internally, like I would do a really good job of like just shrugging it off, like, oh, you'll get over it, like it's, you'll be fine. Um, For women, I haven't really met like a, like a bad, like woman communicator. I think that when women know what they want, like there's a really big emphasis on communication. Like you rarely have to search for it, but it just comes. Um, but I know just for me, like interested or not, like I, I have like very, very firm boundaries. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be in any, anyone's phone all day when I know I have my own responsibilities, but when it comes to like just the communication as far as like hardships, yeah, I'll, I'll always say something because I think people involuntarily compromise when like they, when they ignore that stuff, when they, when they deny the chance to, you know, address their you know, at phase one, they're involuntarily compromising. And that gives that other person another involuntary okay to continue with the same behavior, you know, whether it be subconscious or not. So Des, you've never had a woman tell you that you should have known something and had never conveyed that to you before? Nah, like, I, like the women that I've dealt with, they've been like really straightforward. Like, I haven't had that issue. And then also, like, a lot of the women that I have, like, dealt with, it's been, like, a small batch. Like, a lot of women, when they finally open up, they'd be like, I was scared to say something because I because I always look mean or I look disinterested. And, I mean, and part of it is true. Like, I don't like wasting my time. But, like, really, my pick of the litter is, like, they're very, very forthcoming with expectations. Like, as far as not expectations of me but expectations of a relationship like communication expectations not you know I expect dinner to be cooked at five or you know if I'm feeling down you need to ask me why it wasn't no expectation like that it was just 
Josh, why are you the laughing? okay expectations? He, he, like, he, he literally <laughs> said, "If I'm down, you need to ask me why." <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So, but did you go, Brian? No, I was just taking everything in. Oh, okay. I think there were two main reasons, and we kind of uh, touched on one of them. So, ignoring the incompatibility for one or more reasons, and the two most common ones that I that I come across were either loneliness or physical or sexual attraction. And oftentimes, the person feels a void. So, you'd rather be with that person, even though it might not work out, or something that you will see being problematic in the future. But just the prospect of okay, do you really want to address that and move on from that person, and then risk being alone by yourself? And some people will choose the lesser two evils in that sense and be with the person that they see no uh, real future with and it's pretty much a dead-end relationship, but they're perfect and content, perfectly content doing that in the meantime. Um, the other one that I've noticed, and this is a, a wide answer, I don't think that um, we touched on this at all, but I feel like individuality supersedes what the other gender wants. So it's like men and women, they both have different things that they desire in a partner. So for example, if a woman wants, generally speaking, a man who can lead and you're not able to lead, then you know something has to give there. You either have to adopt those qualities, learn those skills, or all the women on the planet have to change. And what's more likely is the two to happen? I think that's something that you should just need to work on. And it's that's why I, like goes back to what I was saying before. Like I like when I'm the problem. So if it's something that I can change, it's a lot easier for me to say, get up on top of a, a mountain or or get on a TV broadcast and say, all women need to do this. Like that's just ridiculous. And then I guess we see that most apparently in the take me as I am mentality. And I can speak from personal experience. When I was younger, um, I had some asshole tendencies, like the way that I would say certain things. And it was I like some people like to say that they're brutally honest. And we, we talked about this before, too. But it's a certain way you do and don't say things. And like I'm not I don't always I'm not trying to filter myself, but there is a certain way to deliver things with tact. And I feel like that's an acquired skill, like um, something, at least for myself, it wasn't something that I had innately, Like I would say certain things and then think, huh, that really did not sound the best. And like, I wouldn't want somebody delivering it to me that way. So after some more revisions, it's something I'm still working on. But I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is that they're so selfish and set in their own ways that they think that somebody just has to take this. This is what you're getting. But in reality, like if everyone's doing that, no one's gonna be happy, no one's gonna be satisfied. And the idea of a relationship is two people coming together. So it's like, you have to have, we've, I mean, we pretty much all know you have to have some degree of compromise. And if you're not willing to compromise, the other person isn't willing to compromise, then what are you doing? You're setting yourself a failure. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, none of us are perfect. There's certain things like, if they're like Josh, exactly what you were saying, there's a woman who has, I guess you have five, you have seven deal breakers or excuse me, seven ideal criteria, right? Mm -hmm. And she meets like six of them. And so you also have your set of criteria that she has for you. So let's say she has seven, you meet six of them. And is that something that she's willing to work with? Or is it something that you could possibly work on? Let's say maybe you, um, you want her to be, to, to take care, better care of herself in terms of uh, going like working out or something like that and you already are together and then she has expectations she wants you to dress nicer because when she takes you to her parents house, she was like a bum something needs to change like <laughs> like there, there's some middle ground there and that's kind of like what you were what you were saying like not being so quick to throw things out like if there's something small that can be adjusted and worked on like you should be working to satisfy the other person you should not forsake yourself and and do that by any means but there is a certain 
degree of uh of doing that i think chris rock said it best in his last tambourine special he was saying like if you're in a relationship you are in the service industry and i think a lot of people don't realize that either it's always like what can this do for me what can you do for me yeah i feel like that goes along with what des was saying about like maturity too you know or experience all that comes with like you said, you said you like when you're the problem, Brian, or how when you were younger, you had asshole tendencies. Same kind of thing, but like your experience, you realize that probably didn't work for you. Mm -hmm. maybe. Or maybe it did. Yeah, um, I was told. Oh, yeah. See, so it didn't work for you. You don't know so how to talk to people. <laughs> that's experience. Like that's maturity experience. I think all that goes along with, you know, kind of the similar idea. So I have a question. Do you think the lack of loyalty in today's society attributes at any all to relationship failures? At what do you mean by the lack of loyalty in today's society? Because some people would say that this uh, this generation is uh, less loyal than the generation before us, like our mom and dad. Uh, they last longer. Yeah, back then. those those relationships uh, last longer, or were. Uh, more willing to give up in relationships or something in that nature or we're less <laughs> we're more willing to cheat or something like that so i just wondered if you think loyalty had anything anything to do with uh the relationship failures i think that's an interesting question one thing that i see contributing to that is we have more options than our parents did like if you think back in what my parents are they were born in the 70s so back when in the 90s where they were adults young adults who were they who could they potentially date the people in their immediate area and like they traveled but like i have this you can get like somebody could just slide your dms at any moment so you, it's no like real limit on who you have access to who has access to uh, you either and so with that because like sometimes there you can get easily overwhelmed with options like there's a uh, something called fear of better option so kind of like you have fobo you have what's nuts <laughs> fobo kind of like you have fomo fear of missing out it's the same guy who published both of those ideas and that's something that I feel like I've suffered for before. It's, it's like, um, like there's somebody, there's a woman that I need, and it's like, okay, well, there's this other one that I know, and she's better. Like I like her more. And it's like, okay, so then it's kind of like that paralysis. You you really don't end up doing anything because of that, because you know that something else is better. And I feel like a lot of us get overwhelmed with the options, and it's like we um even if we don't have those presently in our peripheral, we kind of like create them so the prospect that somebody else is better is out there when this person is perfectly fine and cares about you and they're interested but you're like no something else is better out there but in reality it may or may not exist okay. I, don't, I think that also comes with knowing i don't know i feel like everything's going to fall back on maturity but i think it plays a huge part in that because with maturity and experience comes with knowing what you want and don't want or knowing what you're you know, I think I think you can skip all that middle ground stuff if you're sure about how you want things to go or how, you know, how you prefer to communicate. And if you find someone that understands that also. So I think it's a lot easier, I think, the older you get because you kind of weed out all that little stuff. Like, those options don't really become options because it's not even a close consideration. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even fall even in the category of considering it because it's like that something already has like triggered that to be not the case something has already made me feel like okay well no that's obviously that wouldn't work just because of something that i feel like i know i would or wouldn't want or wouldn't accept or 
just anything. But I guess like that comes with experience. Knowing what you don't like or don't settle for or, you know, along those lines. Have you ever had a problem with uh, loyalty for when it comes from, from a guy that you was dating or dealing yeah, with? Yeah, I think, I think, I think you, you get a little taste of it in little different ways. Like, you know, it can be on little scales, bigger scales. It could be, it could be on many different um, spectrums. So I think you always get that. And as a female, like going back to what Des said, I think females have higher expectations for sure. I would definitely say that because and also tying to what you said, Josh, I think we're our options are all in front of us now. We have more access to seeing what's there. So it's easy to it's easy to want certain things that you didn't have before that maybe you weren't getting from someone before. It's easy to see and compare, I think. Um, but I, I think I have I think every everyone gets it because I think jealousy plays a role in that also. Um, you know, temptation and things like that. I think you always go through little things where you might have got tested with your loyalty, you know, on little scales, whether it be a text message, a DM, or whether it be a, a physical encounter where you were out in public at a party or, you know, something like that and you dance or just anything like that. So, yeah, I think I think I definitely have. And then when that comes, you just, you know, I think you, you, you try to have to look at it from both sides, but as a woman, you probably just, you, you see your side and that's it and you just don't understand it for the most part you know so it's just like you you don't know how to control that that emotion for the for the time where it happened to me where I was younger and things like that but of course now I feel like it would be a different conversation a different type of conversation it would go differently for sure now gotcha. yeah did you want to ask something this I was just gonna say, like, my uh, perspective on loyalty is a bit tainted. Like, I don't, I've actually had this conversation with like numerous of my like coworkers when I was a manager at Cloud9. You know, they'd be coming up to me talking about how they felt like their friend was being disloyal, this and the third. And I would be the first one to tell them like, loyalty is just a figment of your imagination. Like, it's not tangible. You can't ever, grasp it you're never going to be able to hold what you perceive to be as loyalty in your hands like people are always going to act what they feel is within their best interest sure there are some people that are going to take your feelings into consideration but that's not necessarily loyalty like that's that's just you know that I, I would say that falls more in lines of like I would say morality but I've also you know feel like morality is a bit more of like it's a man-made concept in itself as well like really I, I just look at it as like the only only thing or only from what I've seen, only dogs are truly loyal and they get that that loyal characteristic from receiving for doing. And it's always it's a it's an ongoing thing until until they're untimely death. Like you give a dog, you feed a dog, you give them treats, you let them like they do everything. Exactly. Whereas with like a like what you guys are saying, everything is directly in front of us. And like I've always, in addition to having that tainted view of loyalty, I've always taken what older generations say what say about us with a grain of salt because we are without a shadow of a doubt the most enhanced and most intellectual generation there is on paper. Like there are there's numerous facts 
that say millennials are the most knowledgeable, ob obtain the highest IQ of any generation before us and after us. So the fact that like a lot of people will come out or people will come out and, you know, say that statement, it just goes to show like, no, we not only understand our self-worth, but we also question a lot of the things that kept your marriage together. Like, I feel like these days people, like women understand their value more. Women aren't going to compromise for cheating or, you know, being the second, the second in command. Like, don't get me wrong, women, women still compromise with cheating just as much as men do today, but like, they're less likely to do it today. You know, yeah, they still want to fit this mold based off of what mom, dad, and grandma have, you know, casted for them, but like, they're more knowledgeable. I guess they have more awareness of, you know, infinite potential. Whereas before it was like, oh, you'll go off, you'll marry somebody like, yeah, you can get a degree, but you're also, you're always going to be second in line. Like the batch that we're dealing with today, as far as like, you know, people, like we're not dealing with second coming. Like we feel like as a, like, push sure everybody in here, just like we talked about last week, like we feel like we're not necessarily living up to our potential. But like the the playing field has never been more even. Like yes, there's still inequality, you know, in every aspect of life. But so many people, so many people that have like came from nothing are able to do more with their life today. To where like, you know, sometimes you do question your weight not just within society itself, but when it comes to relationships. Like, you know, for me, I think one of the biggest things that I would add on along with maturity is just self doubt. Like. Some people will talk themselves out of a relationship just based off of fear. And once you've got to that point, like it's almost like no going back. Cause once that, once you sow that seed of, of fear and doubt, like it, that, that stuff just, it manifests into what, into what you, you know, what you think. It manifests into actually actual actions that lead mm -hmm. to that fear, you know, controlling that. Gotcha. I think what Josh was saying last week about taking risk, that that can counteract what you were saying, Desmond, just now. About okay, you might have a, a doubt, maybe you feel like you might not be ready for a situation, not like not without a hundred percent certainty, or not with a hundred percent certainty, saying that you aren't ready for it. And then so there might be a doubt. And then so if you have that, you could take the risk and say, Okay, well, if I feel like I'm not ready, what can I do to make myself ready? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say that, but one thing I'll say when it comes to like business, like you know right then and there when that business fails like it's there's there's like uh i forgot what it was i've, I've read something to like i think it's like one in every seven businesses succeed so the the probability of failure is higher than it is succeed to succeed so like when you look at something like that like yeah you know from an entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial standpoint like we can have that conversation and understand it but when it comes to relationships, like for me, I put five years in, like, I don't want to put five years in again, unless I know who I'm going to be putting that time into right. is like relationships, like they, they take a lot out of you because you give and you receive. It's a constant giving and receiving, you know, it's, it's tangible in a sense, but it's a lot more spiritual and that stuff drains. It's, it's not easy to, to replenish that spiritual tank. Like it's not it's one of the hardest things to do so you know for me like i don't have a lot of interest like i don't i don't chase a lot of, of a lot of anything just because 
you can't ever get that time back. And you're just like, you know, kind of what Josh said as well. Like when you put that time in, like you want it to manifest into what you kind of envision from day one. Like if you're looking at everything with the pureness that I've already explained, you're not going to necessarily want to walk away, you know, at the first or second argument. Like you might take a break, but you come back. In my case, you know, you get a kid out of it, and it, it, that's when the that's when the paradigm shifts all together. And it's like, you know, okay, we can keep trying or we can co-parent. Either way, one of them is going to be successful, but there's going to be a lot more stress of one versus the other. You kind of have to figure out which which path is going to be easier. And for me, like like I've said before, shit just clicks. Like you're able, you hit that that level of maturity, not like the the apex of it, but. You hit, you hit a level of maturity where you're able to weigh pros and cons in a realistic standpoint. And that's a, that's like really big emphasis on a realistic standpoint. Like you're able to say like, yes, life is gonna feel this type of way without this person. But yes, life, so life is also gonna feel this type of way about this person. You weigh them. And that's only, you can't, you'll never be able to weigh something in five minutes and say, nah let me go with this one or let me go with that one you're all you're going to have to weigh it over a course of time let time do its thing and that's ultimately the decision that you side with like you know no decision is ever going to be easy especially when it comes to relationships because you know there's a there's a whole bunch of accountability involved when it comes to being you know responsible for another person not like in the in the truest sense of it but in the way you are responsible for the other person so you know it's it's a task man like it I would say relationships are a lot harder than you know anything we talked about last week just because of the simple fact that you'll never get that time back like and the amount of then the amount that it drains you you can fail with a business but then your mind still keeps going like yeah you could get discouraged about it but a new idea is going to ferment at some point gotcha what you were saying about like five years i was like that's that's a long time and so i had i was listening to a lecture uh not long ago and the professor was he's a clinical psychologist he was saying that most people typically only do that about three or four times so it's like if you go, waste five years of your life like three or four times you don't have much time left and so like, like you were saying it takes a lot of you don't get that back but i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the uh <clears throat> now that i had time to think a little bit more about what you said about loyalty and I kind of feel like it's like an internal expectation, really, that like, I, I do think loyalty exists, for example, like you guys, even if we just want to look at it as a, a human human basis with a, like the simplest of a friend or an acquaintance, there's certain ways, <clears throat> damn, my mouth is dry. Hold on. <laughs> there's, certain... <laughs> <laughs> there's certain ways that I shouldn't and shouldn't behave to my friends. like. I wouldn't do anything to compromise you guys or compromise the nature of our friendship. That's what I feel like. And I do get the fact that you can't impose that on anyone else. Like that's out of your, that's out of the realm of your control. But I do think loyalty does exist in that sense. Whether it's reciprocated, that's a different thing entirely. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. So, I mean, I I would pretty much say, I would pretty much say, yeah, five years, like, I did seven, 
and I'm not probably doing seven again. Like, if I, if I can't get to eight, nine, 10, and 11, we're not even gonna talk about one, two, three, or four, let alone seven. So I feel like that's what I meant by also, by knowing that if you're not gonna get into that without knowing you're gonna put in that amount of time minimum, that's why it's so easy to kind of weed out any options. Options that aren't even real options, basically. Um, it's a lot easier to just not go for what you want or not go for what you, you know, what's coming at you, but just to just sit here and just wait, you know? Like, there's so many other things you can do. It's, it's no rush to try to do seven years with everybody you meet. Like, there's just no, there's just no reason for it. So it's a lot easier to, to when you think about it, or when I do it that way. When I think about, okay, is seven years, right here and if I don't see that then it's like it's a lot easier to not do that to not even start just to just be content with what you're doing so I will it's a big it's a lot easier to determine the things you know you're gonna go for or settle for when you put in the time already is that a mental exercise you do like could you see yourself with this person for seven years is that um, what you're saying? I wouldn't even say it's a mental exercise because it's almost instant it's almost like it's almost like, I wouldn't say like breathing, but it's almost like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not much that you need, you know, you don't need that much to tell, especially when it's something you have experienced for that long or seven years putting in that much time. It's easy to know exactly what's not worth it. So I think it's not even an exercise. It's more just like a natural reaction. Like it's a, it's a thought process that's already happening before I can even talk about it almost. Not even in a judgmental way, but in a way where it's like, you have to process all that before you can decide how to proceed, you know, going forward at any point. So yeah, I wouldn't say exercise. It's just kind of a instantaneous, you know, kind of thing. Gotcha. You want to uh, add anything, Des? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I could have sworn he was going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> this man went through the trouble. Now I'm good. <laughs> you got any, You want to add anything, Brian? Anything else? Any more questions? No, I, I mean, I would just be echoing what your answer to Jada's initial question was. Okay. About solving relationship failures. Yeah, it's like just being really upfront about it. And I mean, it's a difficult conversation to have when you realize that it's not going to work, but it's something that's better addressed than not. Just because I believe that's like, I don't believe in running away from my problems. And I think that that comes with maturity. Like a lot of people take cowardice. They take that route and they'll say, okay, I'll just not say anything and, and just split. But it's like, not nah, like it, this is something that was actually wrong. And it's something like, you could you can still have good experiences with the person. You can still care for the person, but realize it doesn't, it's not going to work out. And I don't see any reason of uh, ending it on bad terms, really, per se. Like you don't have to make enemies out of everyone. Like just because you aren't with somebody, we, uh, we tend to, throw the baby out with the bathwater and that's the old saying it's like because that didn't work um then there's nothing like maybe it may be depending on like the level of maturity how involved you guys were maybe you could potentially be friends in the future or maybe you could also be cordial you see them in the supermarket and say hey what's up it doesn't have to be like uh any kind of uh malice between two individuals but some people will feel like they can't do that because the other partner won't allow them to leave I mean, okay, I thought you were going to go along a different route because I thought, I used to be along the lines of thinking that I couldn't be friends in a certain situation. Well, within, yeah, 
this certain instance this happened, I thought that I couldn't be friends with her because of how I knew that I had behaved in the past. Like when I wasn't able to, or when I was able to, or had to be friends with somebody who I had feelings for before. And because I didn't want her to see me act out like that and be jealous or anything like that, like earlier on, before I was able to get that under control, I didn't want to uh, to say anything, like, I didn't want her to see that side. So I just said, you know, we can't be friends. But with maturity, I realized, hey, there's no need to act like that. Like, they are, this is still the person that you cared about. Potentially, you know, you still could be friends. Okay. Gotcha. All right, Jada, thank you. Jasmine, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Good. That's my bad. Responsibilities first. It happens. Yeah, sorry, y'all. <laughs> but I definitely look forward to hopefully being another one with y'all. Here's my baby. <laughs> my man said that other person don't let you leave you need to leave them trauma bonding relationships alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> does you got an album of the week nah I ain't got nothing for y'all this week oh, so man. I'll pass it off if anybody has one Jada you have an album of the week Jasmine anybody say album of the week it's crazy because it's Sunday so we're, we're blasting like slow jam old R&B like that's the that's the go to for us so i wouldn't say album of the week we just that's just the moment a sunday thing that's just what we do every sunday oh that's what you're gonna do with your kids yeah. like wake them up that's, to slow jams that's what it that's yeah, what I'm a, little bit of, a little bit of gospel a little bit of beat in there but that's pretty much what we do every sunday so, gotcha something to, something to ease your soul something to calm your mind i think okay gotcha but like i said before thank you for coming on the podcast make sure you come back okay so if you like the discussion don't forget the like button okay <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see everybody next week peace but while you're here be sure to check out other great content from the breakdown crew including previous episodes of the podcast joshua versus movies joshua versus music and of course haven't forgotten about my plant lovers feel the love Check out this begonia. <laughs> <laughs>